Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. Dr. Paul is not going to be with us today, but he'll return tomorrow. Uh, so we are going to take it away. Uh, big news today. The big news is out of Texas. Texas says no. Uh, and that, of course, refers to an executive order yesterday issued by Texas Governor Greg Abbott forbidding the application of a COVID vaccine mandate on Texans, forbidding any entity in Texas from requiring people to receive this medical treatment uh, who do not want to. Uh, and it's a big issue because obviously it's a big state. Uh, the reasons behind it are probably partially political. I think the governor has done the right thing, although he has dragged his feet. He certainly issued an executive order uh, earlier in the year forbidding mask mandates uh, and that was primarily aimed at uh, state entities or entities that took state money. Uh, but this goes further and this includes private businesses. It forbids them from putting in a vaccine mandate. And of course, we're going to see a lot of crazed liberals with masks on, four or five masks on, with shots in their arms, now suddenly becoming libertarians and saying, you can't do that. These are private companies. Um, but uh, that uh, being said, it is very significant. And let's take a second and have a look at some of the wording of the executive order uh, that uh, Governor Abbott issued. Here's the uh, the first part of it. This is the operative part. No entity in Texas can compel receipt of a COVID-19 vaccine by any individual, including an employee or a consumer who objects to such vaccination for any reason of personal conscience based on a religious belief or for medical reasons, including prior recovery from COVID-19. Uh, this is important for a number of reasons. First of all, the idea that any reason of personal conscience is extremely broad and that pretty much covers everything. Uh, the religious exemption and the other are kind of icing on the cake, any reason of personal conscience. Uh, but he also explicitly mentions the third rail, which is natural immunity that is conferred. We know now, uh, we have always known probably through history, it is conferred by having uh, been infected with the virus and recovering from it. Uh, we talked yesterday about an article that the Brownstone Institute put up uh, citing 29 separate studies on COVID-19 demonstrating the uh, robust immunities that are conveyed by having gotten the virus and gotten over the virus. So that is also mentioned in here uh, in the governor's executive order. He also says that he will take the issue and put it before the Texas state legislature to have it enshrined in law, at which point his executive order will become null and void. And I think that's also an important point uh, because we've seen a lot of governing by executive order. We've seen uh, this sort of bluff and the lie that these are laws. Uh, we hear it, of course, in the airports all the time. By federal law, you must wear a mask. Of course, there is no such federal law. There is no such state law. So, uh, so enshrining this in law in Texas will certainly make it more powerful. Uh, but it's having, of course, uh, reverbing throughout the state now. And let's look at actually this next clip because this is from the whereas clauses. And I think this is an important part of, of what the governor is saying. And there's also something very in interesting and important about this. Whereas in yet another instance of federal overreach, the Biden administration is now bullying many private entities into imposing COVID-19 vaccine mandates. 
causing workforce disruptions that threaten Texas's recovery, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas countless Texans fear losing their livelihoods because they object to receiving a COVID-19 <coughs> vaccination for reasons of personal conscience, et cetera, et cetera. Key word here uh, in the governor's executive order is the word bullying. And this is very important because it is a fact, uh, it is not a conspiracy theory, it is a fact that there is no presidential executive order requiring companies of 100 or more employees uh, to have a vaccine mandate. It doesn't exist. There is no OSHA regulation that's been promulgated to make that happen either. These were threats that the president made early in September that he has thus far not followed through with. That's not to say that he won't attempt to do something. Uh, it seems the momentum might be going the other way. And that, of course, is due to a lot of brave people who have given up their livelihoods, uh, who have been subject to ridicule and worse because they have resisted. But it is a bluff. It's a big bluff at this point. But of course, as we know, these kinds of bluffs work. This kind of blustering works. And why is that? Well, certainly with corporations, uh, most of them are in bed with government anyway. They like government regulation. They like being told what to do. Uh, and so they go along with it. A lot of the airlines, for example, have gotten big bailouts. Um, they enjoy being very friendly with the government. And Representative Chip Roy, who's out here in Texas, he's introduced legislation that any uh, entity, any airline or any other entity that took uh, bailout money who does require a vaccine mandates of its employees have to put that money back, have to pay the money back. It's probably an interesting piece of legislation. But the, uh, the, the courage is certainly lacking among corporations, and that includes two major airlines that are located in Texas, and that is Southwest Airlines. I think we've heard a little bit about these past couple of days, and of course American Airlines as well, both based in Texas. The big question was, what are they going to do? This is going to be a face-off between the governor and these two big corporations. Well, Southwest has already uh, made it known that it will abide, and let's read it this, this way because it's very important. Here's a statement from Southwest. According to the president's executive order, which doesn't exist, federal action supersedes any state mandate or law, and we would be expected to comply with the president's order to remain complicit, uh, compliant as a federal contractor, Southwest said in an emailed statement. That's according to Bloomberg. So th Southwest said it's going with the feds. It's going with this mystery executive order that does not exist in the face of Abbott. So the ball, in a way, is in Abbott's court. What's he going to do? Is he going to put some teeth in this? Uh, could be some big risks uh, if he does. Certainly, it's not very encouraging to see cowardice on the part of the CEO of Southwest and Southwest Airlines. And we've seen that over the past few days uh, where they have made preposterous claims that weather and a lack of, uh, uh, and a lack of air traffic controllers is responsible uh, for this unprecedented or seemingly unprecedented 3,000 flights being canceled over the past few days. So it remains to be seen. Of course, the press coverage uh, is a little bit humorous. Uh, of course, uh, we see um, this is a Newsweek article, and here's how they, here's how they led the story, uh, which is to be expected. Um, <laughs> Greg Abbott's vaccine mandate ban comes as Texas leads the U.S. in daily COVID deaths. Total lie. 
total lie because it's manipulating statistics. Yes, Texas is a big state. Probably more people have died recently per day than in some place like Rhode Island. But that is not what it was meant. To, was not meant to inform. It was meant to deceive. And then you see down five or six paragraphs after scaring everyone that Texas is leading the country in deaths. You hear in Newsweek. However, Texas is not leading deaths per 100,000 residents. That figure stood at 0.83 per 100,000, less than several other states. Yes, among the lowest now. And of course, yesterday, as, as Governor Abbott said, there were four deaths from COVID, certainly tragedies, but it's not as Newsweek is claiming by any stretch of the imagination. So that is the deceptiveness in the, uh, in the way it's being covered. You'll see a lot more of it. Again, you'll see a lot of uh, people becoming overnight libertarians and claiming that the companies, private companies, uh, should not be bullied around by government. Uh, I think this is just uh, screaming and squealing in desperation on the part of these people who are desperate to hold on, just as when Florida bucked the trend back in last September and got rid of the mandates, the mask mandates and these things, and the numbers went down. The numbers in Texas continue to go down. Uh, Texas, again, we mentioned this yesterday, they started schools up with no masks and there was no blip. Uh, the trajectory of the virus through society has remained relatively constant in about 70-day cycles, uh, as it does pretty much everywhere that we're seeing. So when Texas does this and nothing happens, uh, then it will be a big crisis for the fear mongers who've destroyed this country over the past year. And it'll also be a crisis, I think, indeed, for Southwest Airlines. And I think we do have our first video clip. This is the example of the pressure that Southwest is under, uh, because regardless of what they claim that this was not a, a walkout or a sick out of pilots, uh, it's still in, in the popular perception. There's something there, there's a there there, and the CEO of Southwest has felt compelled to respond to that uh, and also respond to the rising anger against the airline and in favor of the pilots. Let's listen to the CEO of Southwest. In, uh, in favor of corporations imposing that kind of a mandate. I'm not in favor of that, never have been. Uh, but the executive order from President Biden mandates that all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers uh, all the major airlines, uh, have to have a mandate in a vaccine in place by December the 8th. So we're working through that. So the CEO of Southwest is against vaccine mandates. He's not happy about it at all, but he feels compelled to comply with this federal order that does not exist. Uh, and that's no wonder that the sympathy now is with the, uh, the pilots, whatever has happened over the past couple of days. And it really is kind of sad because the CEO could have emerged as a hero uh, if he had said, forget you, uh, we're not going to comply. Their share of federal contract is a very small amount of the airline's total, uh, total income, and he could have easily bucked a trend and said, no, we're not going to do it, but he didn't. Uh, mealy mouth, weaselly, lacking courage, uh, and he may pay for that. Uh, and I think we're seeing more and more now of this claim being undermined, and let's look at the next uh, photo here. There are plenty of things like this on the internet that you can see. Uh, this is a man, he's not showing his face, but he's wearing a Southwest hat. No jab, no job, why? Father of five, 
20-year Navy vet, 4,000 hours at Southwest Airlines. That is not good PR for Southwest. Uh, and let's look at the next one. This is something else that was going around yesterday. Uh, that next clip, if we can look at it. Here's a Southwest Airline, probably 737, with a do, don't tread on me flag, a Gadsden flag, hanging out the window. It does appear as if they're trying to tell us something. Our company says one thing, but we are saying something else. Something else is happening, uh, and it remains to be seen. But there is a lot more uh, resistance. There's a lot more clever uh, resistance. And next, actually, let's look at this next clip, this next video clip, because I thought this was clever. This is an airport in San Diego at the Southwest Gates. Um, if we can put on that second clip here. <laughs> Somebody just paged no mandates. Let's listen to this. Attention in the terminal. No mandates. No mandates. Please get your party Southwest ticket counter. Once again, no mandates. Please meet your party. And this reminds me of the kinds of things that dissidents did under communism where they would uh, pick a little bit here, pick a little bit there, use humor, use creativity to challenge the oppression uh, of the regime. And I think we're seeing that here. We're seeing a groundswell of support for Southwest pilots and flight crew. And we're seeing people doing very creative things to help bring that about. Um, so the, uh, the mandate in Texas will not happen. Uh, is it political? Yes, yeah, partly political. Certainly, Greg Abbott feels and hears the footsteps of people like Don Huffines behind him, uh, who's been very, very strong against mandates, against the COVID restrictions, and in support of uh, protecting the border. And that's a good thing. It's good that uh, we have to be grateful that Huffines is there to stiffen up uh, Greg Abbott's spine on this issue. However, there have been a lot of nurses that have been fired. What's going to happen to them in Texas? What's going to happen to other people that have already been fired? Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out in the courts. We'll see if there's a quick challenge in the courts to what the governor has done. Uh, again, we don't know what will happen. We only know that something big has happened and that it may be very important. So let's move on to a couple of other items before we close out today. And we'll just put, call this miscellaneous items. Uh, let's look at the, um, at the next uh, JPEG, the next photo clip. And this is interesting from Robert Malone. As we know, he is the doctor who uh, invented the mRNA technology. Uh, and he brings something to the attention that I think is very interesting and important. Regarding the trusted news initiative and censorship of information regarding COVID vaccine safety, please be aware of the link between Pfizer and Reuters. I would call that a journalistic conflict of interest. The CEO of Reuters also uh, sits on the board of Pfizer. Uh, and I think that says quite a bit about why the media is so intent on silencing people who challenge the paradigm in any way whatsoever. Uh, so that, I think, says quite a bit. The, um, the next clip now is from the New York Times. And let's look at this. This is by way of, of Alex Berenson. Uh, who, as we know, has been kicked off of Twitter and everywhere else. Uh, this was an article, New York Times, written by David Leonhardt. Uh, and sometimes 
they tell the truth, and I think they're telling more of the truth. Uh, threat to the elder, this is New York Times, there is obviously some distressing news in these comparisons. For older people, especially the very old, as well as those with serious health conditions, vaccination does not reduce the risk of COVID hospitalization or death to near zero. That's different from what the initial vaccine data suggested. Now, those of you that watch this show and those of you that are paying attention realize that this is not a revolutionary statement. Uh, it's been very obvious, but for the paper of record to come out and say that uh, says a lot. And I think it also says that they're hearing some of the writing on the wall. And in that same article, let's look at this next one because they talk about, about young people. Vaccinate the kids. The more encouraging half of the story is on the other end of the age spectrum, as we've always been saying. Quote, for children without a serious medical condition, the danger of severe COVID is so low as to be difficult to quantify. Let's read that again. Children without serious medical condition, the danger of severe COVID is so low as to be difficult to quantify. For children with such a condition, the danger is higher, but still lower than many people believe. The risk of long COVID among children, a source of fear among many parents, also appears to be very low. That is pretty incredible if you think about it coming from the LA Times, or from the New York Times, uh, particularly when you think about the, um, the censorship of people that have said that, who have dared to say that in the past uh, and continues. It's pretty obvious to people who watch this show and people who just generally pay attention, uh, who are not asphyxiated by the CO2 uh, that's been trapped in your 12 masks. Of course, you know that already. Um, and here's the next one. Now, this is very sad and this is upsetting and it's disgusting. And this is why America is starting to rise up. And these people are heroes. These people are giving up everything for a principle that they believe in. Who among us has this kind of courage? Let's look at this next video clip. Uh, this, is a, uh, this is a nurse at UCLA, and it's heartbreaking, but we should look at it and we should honor people like this who stand up for their, con or their conscience consciences. Do we have that? Here we go. Let's watch it, uh, some of this. Uh, professional personnel firing people who have been years on the job because they have made personal medical decisions that their employer does not agree with. Unprecedented in history. Uh, to force this. These people are giving up a lot and they're doing it I think for the rest of us and they should be they should be congratulated. There are many many videos like this uh, and many more hopefully will be released. On the other end of the spectrum however we still have absolute lunacy reigning in this country. Let's look at what these monsters, these psychopaths are doing to children in their classes. This next clip Let's watch the first 20 seconds of this one and have a look at what these absolute lunatics are up to. Three, I wear a mask to school. I wear a mask to school. Hi ho the Jerio, I wear a mask to school. It helps to keep me safe. It helps to keep me safe. Hi-ho, the Dario. It helps to keep okay, me safe. Okay, that's enough of that. It keeps... These are the people that too many Americans are putting their children in the hands of uh, for too long. Uh, you can tell the kids are looking miserable, unhappy. 
uh, sad, I think, is that clip off? The sad, unhappy, miserable, and this lunatic is telling them that their masks keep them safe uh, as the kids look despondent. Um, if there's ever an argument for homeschooling, it's to keep your kids out of the hands of these absolute lunatics uh, who are propagandizing the children. Very sick. So, to cap it off, good news out of Texas. Momentum going in the right direction. Uh, the forbidding of using your personal medical status as a prerequisite for employment, your personal medical decisions. And it's going to be a tide that I think eventually does wash over. Um, the final word, and this is also good news, so why don't we leave on a happy note. I think we have one last uh, picture to look at, and this is something out of Italy where we've seen protests for a long time. This is the Italian Deputy Health Minister, Anthony Mesa has put this out on Twitter, the, uh, the uh, translation of it. He's plotting a tough road to map out, tough roadmap out of the pandemic. First to go were quarantines, next masks, and lastly the green pass, the vaccine passport. Italy's COVID-19 state of emergency is scheduled to end on December 31st. Now I'll believe it when we see it, uh, and I'm not sure we will because we've seen, we've heard this before, this promise to get us out. And this is only brought about by pressure, the pressure of Italians, the pressure of the French, the pressure of others on the street, weekend after weekend, demanding an end to vaccine passports. That's why these politicians are responding and making promises. And hopefully the people in Italy and elsewhere will make them stick to their promises, as hopefully Americans will do. Hopefully more Americans will turn to people who are making tough decisions uh, for our freedom and fighting for our freedom, and will celebrate them. I think it's not a bad idea to help people out that have lost their jobs. Uh, certainly, we need to be more charitably minded, uh, and there are certainly uh, areas, I know Project Veritas has helped some of the whistleblowers that have come out uh, and lost their jobs because of it. So we might all think about that as well, put our money where our mouths are, and help some of these people that have been victims of this terrible crime that's, uh, that's been perpetrated on the United States. History will not look very kindly back on these last year and a half or two years in the United States. And with that, I do thank all of our viewers for tuning in to the Ron Paul Liberty Report. I hope you will come back and join the program again tomorrow. Thank you.